All right, we should be all good to go. Oh my God, look at that. What is wrong with me? Hello, everybody. Welcome. Welcome to the fourth episode of Betas, baby. Uh, this is a podcast for um, uh, not psychopaths. <laughs> and does everybody like my setup? Did I realized I was able to get my um, my like nice camera to connect to the computer. So now we have like a nice, beautiful, crispy camera feed, which I'm really happy about. I got the microphone close. See, I'm turning professional now. How does everybody feel about these things? Um, what's up, Amand? What's up, Sydney? What's up, Vanessa? Uh, everybody say hi if you're in the um, chat, if you're watching right now. Actually, I'm, I'm able to see how many people. 14 people? That's good for starting out. Yo, I'm moving on up. And I see three people that are actually in the waiting room, which is good, because we're gonna have some fun stuff going on later. Um, I wanna try out a new segment. What's up, Caitlin? Um, I wanna try out a new segment called Dating Stories. And every week, I think I'm gonna make a theme to it, but for now, it's just a dating story. Let's just start off really simple and easy. Thank you, Timmy. Thank you, Techno. Thank you, Cheyenne Martin. Xi'an, however you say it. And um, got my decaf coffee because, uh, you know, caffeine gives me the jitters and I don't go to sleep. I drink it still because I'm an asshole, but today, decaf. Um, yeah, I'm so excited to see where this show goes, right? Like, you guys are literally here at the beginning. 17 viewers, right? Not a lot of people watching, but it's like exciting because it's like, I don't know. It's just so fun to know that you guys are here. And I say this every episode and I don't know if it's getting annoying yet. Let me know if it, if it's getting annoying yet, but, um, it's just so, it is such a different feeling to know that like you guys are here with me right now. What's up, Grizzly? Um, so how's the mic? Am I, am I nice and crispy with that? Alrighty. Um, yeah, baby, chicken pig. We gonna learn today, yo. We'll see. We'll find out about that. Um, yo, so I <laughs> I actually had um, planned for this TikToker to come on today. His TikTok went viral. Um, and... Then I, I DM'd him and I was like, dude, you should come on. You're awesome. And he wants to come on. He was supposed to come on today, but then he couldn't. So he's gonna come on Thursday. So then I was like, wait, let me let me contact my friend Chris Chan to come on as a replacement. And seal claps, baby. <laughs> Caitlin, we're figuring out the seal claps, but that's pretty good, a seal and a clap. I don't know what else to to use for a seal clap emoji. But oh, oh, when like, I'm gonna figure out how to make emojis for the show. That'll be really fun. Uh, but then Chris in this morning was like, yeah, I, I think I could do it. And then I texted him and he's like, oh, I can't do it today. So maybe next week. So Chris will come on next week if anybody knows Chris Chan. And then I'm gonna show you guys this TikToker. Um, hold on, let me go on. 
Hold on. Now I gotta, sometimes it gets weird. There we go. Cool. All right. His name is Bill Bet. His name is Bill Bet. Betis. Wait, I just can't, let me just look up his name. His name is Bill Batit. <laughs> Come on. Let's do this. There we go. Also, let me know if you guys could hear this. All right, here we go. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to hear it. I don't know if I set it up right. But anyway, I just loved this TikTok because it's exactly what I talk about every day. Well, I got to see which one was more accurate, the male or female gaze in the comment section of this video. Because everyone was writing which version of me, whether it was the one on the left or the right, did better with women and what were some of the assumptions they made. Now, when men were summarizing me on the right, they were saying he looks like an alpha male. He knows how to control the room. He looks like he has his life together. And the guy on the left looks like a beta male and doesn't really get any girls. And that's actually what the guy on the right wanted you to think about him, but that was actually my least successful version of myself with attracting women. And where the women were like, the guy on the right looks like he mansplains, we'll talk about 4X and all these other things. I was actually like that. And so they were really accurate. Well, I gotta see which one was more accurate, the male or female gaze in the comment section of this video. Because everyone was writing which version of me, whether it was the one on the left or the right, did better with women and what were some of the assumptions they made. Now when men were summarizing me on the right, they were yeah. saying he looks like an alpha male. He yeah. And so uh, I think he did a follow-up too. Let me see if I could find it. You love your partner symbolically or phenomenally? Oh wait, he had a he had another follow-up one. Look at this one. We have another episode of Will vs. Will. Behind me are both me. Um, there is Black Slim Shady me and Yoga Bro me. <laughs> wow, I'm wondering he's which had one so many looks. Would prefer, and I want your reasonings on why. Because the, what you guys projected on me on the other comments were really interesting. Some of them being true, some of them being false. And so I want to see what the assumptions about these two guys are. We have another episode of Will oh, vs. Will. Behind me are know. both. Hold on, whatever. Anyway, that was that. <laughs> um. I just think that's so, I, I, I just love that because so, so, so often guys think what is attractive to women about a guy is what men find attractive in men about guys. Um, but I mean, when you look at the most like beloved men by women's standards in the world, it's Timothy Chalamet. It's Harry Styles. It's like if you go, you know, 70 years ago, it's like, or however long ago, 60 years ago, Paul McCartney, you know, the cutie, little cutie boy. It's always been like that, but men never accept it. Men just don't want to accept this. And I just find it so freaking funny, baby. Anyway, let's look at some stuff because like I said, <laughs> All of my guests didn't want to come on the show today. <laughs> um, yo, what's up, Manny? How's everybody doing, by the way? Let me know. Let's chat. Um, I saw this interesting CNN video. I didn't watch it yet. I like keeping things fresh. But uh, it's called Vaccine or Your Marriage. <laughs> I truly have been through hell and back fighting this damn cancer for the past two and a half years, 
and he just acts like I should obey his wishes and not get the vaccine and throw and go against my oncologist's recommendation. Well, I say, screw him. And I got three, over 3,000 likes on that. <laughs> COVID-19 conspiracy theories are complicated relationships. We spoke to one breast cancer patient whose oncologist recommended she get the vaccine, but she says her husband told her no. He was downright rude to me and said that if you get the vaccine, I'll file for divorce. We will no longer be together. And it's like, well, okay. Now she's the one filing for divorce. Oh, she has to remain yes. anonymous in fear of retaliation until she's it's finalized. She's such a boss. So at the start of COVID, he was very careful. Oh yeah, he'd, he'd wash his hands, he'd, he'd sanitize his hands, he'd, exactly, he'd put techno. on a new mask every time. He was fanatical about it. But then he went from one extreme to the other. Why didn't he want you to get vaccinated? He had heard with all his research Ethan. that um, the vaccine will shed to him <laughs> if he hangs around. I love, I love her little jabs. He had heard with all his research, <laughs> I love the word research. Found people who have been vaccinated and that it will change his DNA. Mm. CNN has reviewed dozens of her husband's social media posts where he shared baseless conspiracy theories regarding the COVID-19 vaccine. Some of the Facebook posts By the way, that the vaccine is- I didn't know that I was like connected on social media to somebody that created the Plandemic documentary from like last year or two years ago, whenever. He literally created it with some people. He's the creator of the Plandemic documentary. And I put on Instagram like last week or something, does anybody that's into red pill philosophy want to come on the show and chat with me? And then he started going like, what constitutes red pill? And I was like, um... No, 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 no. He came on and he goes, well, I guess I'm red pill since I made the Plandemic movie. And I was like, whoa. So that might be, I mean, like, I don't, I'm not here to talk about politics or anything like that, except when it has to do with relationships. That's why I wanted to make this video. I mean, I mean, show this video because it's so crazy that like people got divorced over, I mean, it's not even politics. It's a politicized subject. Like people li like uh, Republicans, Fox, Fox News literally took something that people were going, oh, we need to take this so we don't die and go, ooh, let's use this as a way to make the liberals uh, look bad and build our group. Um, but it, it literally is breaking up marriages now and relationships. And I'm wondering, like, what do you guys think about that? Is that, is that going too far? Where is the line here? But anyway, I just love how, <laughs> I love how confident she is. She was like, oh, you're going to, I'm actually going to divorce you about this virus that it alters people's dna and that it's being used to depopulate the world and those beliefs that sort of delusion is is that the man i think 
Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't COVID trying to depopulate the world? <laughs> you married? Mm -mm. No. I don't even know who the hell he is anymore. <laughs> He's not the same person. He just, it, it's like a switch got flipped. She's not alone. Others have taken to social media to express concerns about their marriages because of COVID-19 misinformation. I've spoken to about half a dozen couples who their relationships have kind of fallen apart under the weight of viral anti-vax disinformation. Some are getting divorced. Jesslyn Cook covers tech misinformation and conspiracy theories for HuffPost. She's currently writing a book about the human toll of misinformation. Um, a lot of their spouses really didn't even buy into conspiracy theories or any misinformation before the pandemic. It's incredibly heartbreaking, and for many of the couples I spoke with, vaccines have been a breaking point. I might want to bring on that guy who created the pandemic and just ask him about relationships. Does he think this is the type of thing that should break marriages up? Has he broken friendships up from making this movie? I mean, ultimately, do you, do you think you'd be getting a divorce if it wasn't for misinformation, COVID, the vaccine? No, we wouldn't. I don't think so. I don't think we'd be getting a divorce. See, the sad thing is, is like, oh, let's say they were married and like they were like 27 or something like that, even like 33. Getting a divorce is obviously still like really bad, but nowhere near as horrible as her position. I mean, she's likely in her 60s, it looks like. She is at a point right now where like, it's not really something to do in your late 60s to like date and find somebody new and get married. Um, and so this is a really big thing for her. Like this has basically changed her entire life, I'm assuming. Um, especially since she's probably been married for a very long time. Compare that to, like I said, again, being married at 27 or 32 or something like that you know, maybe not having kids or even having a kid. It's still just a little bit different. Like you could get back out there. You could meet new people. You could get into a relationship again. You know, there were other, there's other things too, you know, no marriage is perfect, but um, you know, th that was the driving force. Troubling revelations about Facebook. Companies like YouTube and Facebook have been criticized for allowing COVID-19 misinformation to spread on their platforms. YouTube says okay. it has banned... Right. We all know that. Um, by the way, everybody, it's our alpha of the week time. And yes, it's my friend Aaron Marino. What a guy. Man, this guy is... Uh, he started out, It's he's kind of like Kevin Samuels, actually. He started out giving clothing advice and like style advice to men. And uh, then he just decided to say, you know what? You know what? I'm just going to give dating advice now. I'm going to tell you how to act like a man. I'm going to literally just plop my philosophy of how to be a man and how to date because I um, wear skinny jeans. That's why. So everyone, please, with me, join me in prayer and pray to our newest Alpha of the Week. Give me, give me some prayer emojis, please.
Please, please, please. I need them in my life. What up, Dan's? Um, we might do the Q&A with my girlfriend on Thursday if we have time. We probably will. I mean, you know, I didn't realize how excited she would be for that. Like I showed her that Reddit post and she got very excited. I had no idea she cared about being like on video and everything. Yay, we have all of our prayers to the alpha of the week. And we're going to check him out. I wonder who knows who Alpha M is. Let's actually do a little poll. Can I do a poll? Yes, I can. Yeah, so... Uh, now she's like asking me, she's like, when do we do the Q&A? And I'm like, uh, May, Thursday, I guess, maybe next week. I don't know. We'll see. Um, yeah, so I wanted to look at some fun, some fun TikToks of this, this guy, just to show you, you know, the type of dating advice he gives for some reason. I don't know why he gives dating advice. This guy, by the way, has millions, millions of subscribers on YouTube. I mean, his views are in the dumps based on his subscriber uh, base. But, um, I mean, he either gives just like dating advice for literal children or, or it's just so dumb. It's just so stupid. It's just like he literally made it up right before the video. And he's like, all right, that's what I'm going to talk about. Um, so let's let's watch a little bit of whatever the fuck he's shilling. How you doing? My name's Aaron. What's your name? Janice? Janice? Pleasure to meet you. Hey, question, Janice. All right, so who around here makes the best pizza? Boom! Everybody loves pizza. Everybody also has an opinion. <laughs> what is happening right now? I love how he... <laughs> I love how he's so explosive about this fucking dating tip. Yo, dude, best fucking boom. I'm going to tell you the best dating fucking pickup line ever. Ask her if she, she likes pizza. Ask her who makes good pizza. <laughs> boom. Boom. She's in your bed. On who makes the best pizza. Domino's, no way. I got, okay, so here's the deal. I'm gonna take you out this weekend for pizza. Saturday, what's your number? Smooth. Gentlemen, it's time for you to make it happen. How you doing? <laughs> My name's Aaron. What's your name? Janice, Janice, pleasure to meet you. Hey. <laughs> Who's Janice? <laughs> what name is that? <laughs> oh my lord. He's the best. Yeah, Alexis, this is um this is a dating or he's not he I mean, who knows what it is? You know what he is? He's an alpha male. That's all he is. I mean, if we look him up. He 
He has 6.4 million freaking subscribers. Gentlemen, my name is Aaron. And he, Marino, he and always calls people gentlemen or alphas. <laughs> Look at these thumbnails, please. <laughs> All right, hold on. I want to show you more videos of him. Question, Janice. No, All right, so no, who... no, stop calling me Janice. Oh my God, he's amazing. Boom! Ask her, where's some pizza? Wait, didn't I just literally? Hold on. <laughs> Look at that face. 2011, the University of British Columbia did an experiment where they took a thousand adults and showed them images of the opposite sex and asked them to rate them on attraction level. And what they found is that women viewed men in the pictures that look proud as more attractive than the ones that actually look like super happy. But this doesn't really make a lot of sense. And they're like, why is this going on? You would think that if you see somebody that looks happy, you want to be around. First, first of all, dude, you got to stop screaming and you just got to calm down. I don't know if this is what his idea of an alpha male is. It probably is. In fact, I think this is what an alpha male is. This is what I've been missing all my life. This is what I have been trying to and failing to become all my life. That face. Just look at that fucking face, man. Anyway people right what they think is going on are social norms and basically stereotypes that a man should be strong and silent and stoic as opposed to super happy and excited 2011 the university of british columbia did so listen we know that this is like when these studies happen we know it's bullshit because what they are what this study i guess was trying to do was trying to show um what women are attracted to, what kind of women, uh, what kind of men women are attracted to. But when you just like show random pictures of things without context, you're not going to get, you cannot be attracted to a photo. You can't. And we don't know the photos or whatever the hell types of people they these women were looking at. We don't know what women were looking at this. There's so many variables that go into this. But I even believe that this guy, Aaron Marino, Alpha M, as he calls himself, I even believe that he doesn't think this shit is true. I think he thought this was a cool TikTok to make going, oh, let me show this science experiment where if you show you're proud rather than happy, then you're gonna be more attractive. He's literally just trying to put out bullshit to the internet so kids will click on it. And so there's fucking 18,000 likes on this dumb video. So what is a picture of me being proud? What is that? Look. What, what is fucking... Like, I don't know what being proud looks like. But what he's trying to imply is you shouldn't focus on being happy. That's what he's literally trying to show right there.
he doesn't, he, it's like, he doesn't care what he's doing. It's all entertainment to him. So he makes more money because he is a, he's just a salesman. He just sells a lot of shit. In every video, he spends like 10 minutes sh selling something. All right, here we go. This is a feminine way of sitting. Now, is it comfortable? Sure. Do I sit like this occasionally? Yes. But if you want to be perceived as more masculine, you need to actually spread. So wait, by the way, he just said that is a feminine way of sitting. I just want to know who said that. And who, who's, like, is there a scientist that goes, when you sit uh, with your legs crossed like this, that's feminine. I've done about 30 years of research and I've come to find this. He just made that shit up. So he goes. A little bit manspread, right? The whole idea is to take <laughs> up space. As men, when we actually sit and we are occupying more space, this is seen as a more dominant position, also more dominant body language. But if you're somebody that is sitting very small, this is something that typically women will do more than men. This is a feminine. So is he so is he saying that for sure 100% of the time showing dominance means attractiveness? What is he trying to show? Is he literally just trying to show you how to be alpha without any reason for it? Listen, men. It even hurts to talk like that. Outside of being attractive, dating, relationships, friends even. I just want you to act this way. This is the funny thing about learning to be alpha, like learning the red pill. People aren't even sure if it's attractive or not. It is just what they feel is attractive because, and it is, it is kind of the pressure for men to do it. You act this way and this is how you're cool. You know, growing up, like there was so much more of a pressure to be cool than to be like attractive. In other words, attractive, like how do I just find somebody that I like and likes me back? There was such a bigger focus on being cool growing up. And still, I'm sure it is for everyone watching it. The pressure is how to be cool. And so who the fuck wants to sit like a little girly man if that... If you if you might not come off as cool. When being alpha, being dominant, blah, blah, blah. These things have nothing to do with being attractive. Completely different things. Now, if you want to like take on a lifestyle decision for shits and giggles. Like if you want to um, feel like a tough guy. If you want to play like a character. If you want to cosplay. That's fine. That's great. Like act whatever this like kind of like way of sitting. Now, is it comfortable? Now, sure. is it comfortable? Right. Sure. <laughs> the fuck is going on with this person? Anyway, that's our alpha of the week, everybody. I just wanted to pray to him a little bit. Thank you. Please, alpha, make me like you. Just make me like you. Give me some prayers in the chat. He needs them.
do that on a tube in London and you'll get a rude awakening. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> That's because Danny's going to be there to kick you in the fucking balls. <laughs> Amen, Zartho. Daniel. Um, I actually think anybody who crosses their legs like that is kind of sexy. And I'm not even gay or bisexual. I just think it looks good. I think it looks just, I don't know. It's cool. I think that's cool. Um, but, I mean, who? you know, I'm not an alpha. I am a beta. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I thought it would be fun to try out some dating stories. I would love to know if anybody would like to do a dating story here on the Betas podcast, live on Zoom. Uh... You know what I did is I actually sent an email out to everybody. I'm not sure if everyone got it, but um, some people signed up to come on betas and tell a dating story, do a mock date, or ask me a question. And so I do have Layla, and I think that's how I pronounce her name, in the waiting room right now. Some other people left the Zoom, um, but I have Layla in the waiting room, and um, she didn't ha she didn't want to tell a dating story or do a mock date, but she did want to ask me a question. And so, if there's nobody that wants to jump into the Zoom uh, to tell a dating story, we'll forever hold your peace, and we're gonna have Layla come in and ask me a question. Layla? Oh, she's, hold on. Layla? 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 Yo! Hold on one second. I just got to fix my audio so we could get it all set up. Okay, can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Awesome. What's going on? And how do I say your name, by the way? You pronounced it fine, Layla. Layla, how are you? I'm doing pretty good, and you? Pretty good. Thanks for coming on. No, thank you for the opportunity to ask questions. Yeah, well, you know, um, it's it's people like you that actually, like, um, you know, fill in the content of this podcast because I would literally have, I would just be reacting to videos. So it's really fun to be able to chat with you guys. Um, hold on. Let me just fix you on the screen here. Sure. Take your time. So is that a real background or is that a, is that like a fake zoom background? It's a fake zoom background. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Cause it really I does look I wish my apartment real. was this nice though. <laughs> oh, wait, here we go. So is that why you made a fake Zoom background? Because your apartment is not that nice? I'm actually just kind of job 
hunting, so it's like I can have a more professional background Ooh, for Zoom interviews. That's nice. Yeah. Cool. So what's up? Um, nothing much. I don't, to be honest, I don't remember the exact question I sent you, <laughs> but I do know I had something to do with networking. <laughs> cool. Cool. Well, like, I'm going to just, I'll like, uh, explore, dig around and see, you know, maybe the questions will start to come. Now, are you talking about networking in terms of making friends? So... Right now I'm job hunting and mm -hmm. I went through your course a couple months ago, but I wasn't dating, mm -hmm. but I am intending to apply that for online networking, like a bumble biz. Mm. So kind of like in that realm of, should I just be networking online versus bringing that into per like in person? What is the main thing you want to get out of networking or, or, or are there several things just kind of go down the list? Two main things would be obviously to get a job <laughs> mm -hmm. and then beyond just kind of like using people for that purpose, I do actually want to meet people in my industry to make mm -hmm. friends with and be able to go to exhibits or events with. Mm. And what is your industry? Fashion industry. Nice. And specifically, what are you interested in getting into? So I was working as an authenticator in Jersey, and now mm. I'm looking for a design job in New York. Nice. And where do you live in Jersey? In Newark. Oh, Newark. Oh, that's great. How close yeah. are you to the, uh, the, see, it's been so long, to the path? Um, I'm pretty close. I live um, in the Ironbound, so I'm like a 10-minute bus ride from Penn Station. Great. Good. So how, how quickly can you get to New York, you think? Like 30 minutes, I would say. Oh, that's 30 to awesome. 40. That's awesome. Yeah. Spend all of your time in New York. Yeah. Okay. So um, now this is, you know, you've come to the right person. I lived in New York for like six, seven years. And, mm -hmm. you know, I got to know a ton of people in the fashion industry just being out all the time. But the great thing about New York, and you're so, so, so fortunate that most people in most cities don't have the opportunities that people in New York do. And the reason is, is because New York people are like the most networky people in the world. They're the most ambitious. They're constantly looking for connections and to, and to grow and to build. And they're not well, I mean, at least the people that I knew, not social climbers. They're they're genuine people that are really looking to help. And if as long as you could bring value to, to them. Um, and there's always events going on in New York. Always events. Um, so have you ever, have you spent any time in um, the meatpacking district? The meatpacking district, not so much. Um, okay. I have been looking like at meetup or um, Eventbrite to look for in-person events in New York. Mm. Cool. And what, what kind of things did you find? Um, different like lectures within my industry, museum exhibits or like gallery openings. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are great. So gallery openings are such a great way. And, and when you're there, what do you do mm -hmm. at the gallery opening? Tell me how it works for you. 
So this would be my first time networking with the pandemic. I just kind of stayed inside. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's one of my concerns or what makes me nervous is approaching people mm. in person and yeah. knowing how to talk to them. Great. Okay. So that's where we're at. Okay. Got it. So um, I like trying to find like uh, tricks that are really, really, really simple that people kind of like slap their head uh, when they hear them. But um, one thing I found that relates to that is when you go to one of these gallery openings, which is the my favorite place to meet people because they're always professionals, but they're always artsy. They're usually in like the fashion industry or some something in that world, the, the creative industry. And they're professional too. They're ambitious usually at these things. In like Chelsea, where do you go to these um, openings? Um, most of them have been in Manhattan, but I've seen a couple in like Brooklyn, Bronx, yeah. and Chelsea, like you mentioned. Got it. Okay. So what tends to happen when we go to a social event, especially when we go by ourselves? And do you go by yourself? Yeah, I think okay. if I go with someone else, I'll just kind of like hold on to them and not yeah. talk to anyone. Yeah. So the plan is to go by myself. Good, that's great. And I, lo I love how ambitious you are about that. That's like most people would just go, ah, I don't want to do it then. I won't go <laughs> by myself. So that's great. Um, now, whenever we go to one of these events, no matter how cool it is and like where the type of people we'd want to meet. By the way, are these the type of places where you'd actually like to meet people? Or do you don't yeah. really dig the vibe like just just by myself i do tend to go to exhibits or openings mm -hmm. so i feel like it'd be regardless of like networking or career wise i think i would meet friends there great awesome okay so here's the really stupid slap your head rule for going to these events i want you to be the first person that arrives at the event okay. get there before <laughs> anybody else okay what tends to happen is when we arrive at one of these places and mm. everybody's talking to each other, everyone's having a good time, the music's really loud, everyone's drinking, and you just hear, and the music's playing, and the intimidation it like just goes up. It's like, oh my God, everybody's friends with each other, everyone looks so cool, everybody's, you know, doing, like, knows each other, and I'm here all by myself. I don't know anybody. And so that's the feeling that we're all going to get. Um, but I found when you're the first person there, mm -hmm. especially for people that are a little more introverted like myself, and I imagine maybe you too, um, for, for extroverts, because they're in the moment all the time, they're very little in here. They're very often out here taking in a very big social situation, like going to the nightclub or going to a crazy party, that is so easy for them. They could just take it in like a fire hose into their face because they're so used to just dealing with reality. They're just like, Ooh, whoa, ba -da -ba -da. they're always here, right? For introverts, mm -hmm. when we go, oh, I wanna be outside of my brain, my thoughts, my feelings, constantly analyzing, constantly deciding how I'm feeling, whatever it is. And I just want to be out here for a little bit. 
it always, especially when we haven't done it in a while, it always is going to feel like um, we're putting training wheels on again, again, mm -hmm. again. And so we need to take it more slowly than an extrovert does. If you jump to an event or a party or wherever where it's already going like at level 11, you're not and you're going in with your training wheels. And so what you want to do is when you go there early, like literally before anybody gets there, okay? Like literally talk to the person that's managing it or setting up the drinks and the food. The first person, then you're able to deal with people like a drip faucet rather than the faucet just shooting at you. So as somebody comes in, it's just one person and you, or maybe two people came in and you. And so what do you do? Then it's so much easier to go talk to them because it would be weird for just two people to be in a room and not say anything to each other. So when that person comes in, you just be like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, nice to meet you. What's your name? What are you here for? And just ask them some normal questions like that. Introduce yourself. Tell them like who you are, why you're here as well. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to make best friends with them or whatever. But as that's happening, maybe somebody else will come in. Already, if you were the person that went up to that first group, and now a new group comes in, there's going to be something that goes on in your head where you feel almost like the host of the party. Mm. And when they come in, it's going to be like, oh, well, they are the strangers. Me and my friend, you know, we got it going on here. <laughs> and so it's like I and then you're, you will feel more compelled to go up to them, too. And say something. And and meet them. Now, what's going to also happen is as you're kind of doing this and allowing yourself to introduce yourself to all these people at a drip pace, mm -hmm. really good for introverts because we're, we're kind of flexing our muscles when we're out in reality and interacting with people, socializing. So it's like we're, we're getting used to it. We're building the momentum up. Um, when you interact with these people at a drip pace, what's going to happen is you're going to lose yourself in conversation with say somebody that you really connected with about whatever topic. Maybe somebody is in the fashion industry here and you really thought it was so cool and say, Oh wow. You know, tell me more, whatever it is. Um, you're going to turn around in a half an hour and go, Oh my God, there's a lot of people here. And then you're going to mm -hmm. look around and go, wow, I actually like talked to like, you know, about 20 people in this room already. So it's like, it, say, for instance, you go somewhere else, maybe go get juice or wine or whatever the hell is at the, the table. You'll already maybe see somebody that you know and be like, oh, hey, how's it going? And so it'll feel like you already kind of know the room a little bit. Mm. And say, you know, for instance, um, another cool thing that you could do is when you maybe are looking at a piece of art on the wall and somebody's next to you, you could introduce yourself and then you could say, who, who did you come here with? And the cool part about asking that question is you mm -hmm. might've met that person already because 
sometimes people come late to meet up with their friend. Oh, John, I know John, I just met him. And so things become a lot more easy because it's almost like you're the host of the party in this place. Mm. Cool. Have you ever that considered that? That makes a lot that of sense. Before? I wasn't really sure like how to approach people, but it definitely makes sense that it feels less intimidating to have one-on-one -on -one interaction than for me to approach a group. So that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And um, so remember, it always starts with the first person that comes in. Mm. Because if there's already a big group, it does get it does get overwhelming. But if you get them as soon as they come in, mm -hmm. it's almost like you're also um, nipping it in the bud, the social anxiety. You're kind of jumping in head first and saying, I'm just, here we go. And it's going to be a lot easier to do because there's so much less people there. And so you mm. might be on, you might end up talking to those people for 10 minutes, who knows, before the party actually gets started. Um, and, you know, honestly, before I give you, you know, more advice about how to interact with the group and all that type of stuff, like, I honestly think that would just be overkill for you. And I think it would be kind of, not necessary at this point. I think mm -hmm. you just need to say, I'm going to get started slow. And I'm just want to talk to the first person that comes in the first two people that come in and see how I feel towards mm. the middle or the end of the event. Yeah, cool. that, that makes sense. Like I'm, I'm starting slow with my goal. Yeah. So my goal is to talk to like one to two people yes. to start with. Exactly, exactly. But I have a feeling you're going to do much better than that than you think if you get there really early and just commit to saying, I'm going to talk to the first two people. The next thing I want you to do is mm -hmm. I want you to be ravenous about <laughs> exchanging contact information with people. Are you on Instagram? Okay. Yes. Uh, in preparation for all this, I wasn't Great. really on social media, mm -hmm. but I've been updating all that. Good. Okay. So... Make sure that every time you meet somebody, especially if it's somebody mm -hmm. that you liked or slight, even slightly connected with, just say, it was really great meeting you. We should connect. And just use that literal phrase. It was really great meeting mm -hmm. you. We should connect. And then they'll say, I mean, of course they're going to say, yeah, sure. And then you say, are you on Instagram? And then that's it. You just follow them on Instagram, have them follow you back. And what you're going to be doing is you're going to start then following a bunch of people that are in the world, the universe that you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And you'll see, you know, what's going to happen is the great thing about uh, Instagram stories is you really do get to see people's day to day. So if somebody works in fashion and maybe they're on a shoot or something like that, who knows? Um, you'll see that and then you could respond to the story and be like, oh, that's really cool, blah, blah, blah. Maybe ask a question. And just those little things there are going to keep you connected with a lot of people in your industry. Um, mm. And, you know, who knows what opportunities can come from there. But I want you to really be strict about it because the thing that most people do is they go to these events and they meet people, but then they go home and they go, well, what did I get from that aside from just talking to people? You know, when you go home and go, wow, I actually connected with some really great people and I got some contacts. Mm -hmm. That's, you could go home and go, wow, that's actually cool. Like that, that moves me further. And another thing is if you really connected with somebody, you say, oh, we should totally get lunch sometime. 
you know, we should totally do this sometime if, if there's something that you guys connected on. We should get this to sometime and talk about fashion in whatever way. Mm. And then when you message them on Instagram, maybe you'll respond to one of their stories. Oh, that's so cool, the photo shoot you did. And then they'll say, yeah, blah, blah, blah. You could respond with, by the way, we should get lunch sometime this next week or sometime soon. And if mm -hmm. they say, yeah, say, what's your schedule like? And then there you go. And, and you'll be starting to build that network, that social circle of friends. And with things like Bumblebiz, which is kind mm -hmm. of similar to dating. Yeah. Would it be ideal to translate the people I connect with to um, in-person interactions or would it make more sense to just leave it kind of digital and follow them on other platforms? I think I think both. So, okay. yeah, I mean, you always want to turn things in person because mm -hmm. when you connect with somebody in person and make friends with them in person, I mean, like it's such a stronger connection and they yeah. will remember you more. They'll... Uh, um, like, because obviously they met you, so they know how you interact. They know how they felt when they were with you. So say mm -hmm. there's an opportunity that comes uh, your way and they go, oh, they thought of you at that time. Oh, Layla's, oh, wow. Actually, Layla would be perfect for this, you know, whatever mm -hmm. it is. And so, um, yeah, you want to meet people, but like, don't, you don't have to like go, oh, I have to meet everybody I talk to on Bumblebiz. Like, at the very least, just connect with them on on uh, on Instagram, just mm -hmm. so you could see their stories. You know. Yeah, just kind of get like a feel for the person, yes. and then it's so funny pursue how, the like, connections that make more sense. Yes, exactly, exactly. Knowing like, oh, I didn't even realize this person's lifestyle is like this until I mm -hmm. saw their stories, and so it's so great. And the other great thing about stories is it's like. It's so much less awkward to text them or slide into their DMs randomly because when you respond to a story, it feels much more organic. Mm -hmm. And then once you get them, you know, hooked and they respond, then you have that opportunity to say, "By the way, we should connect. Like we should go do something." Cool? Yes. So now you Thank know, you so much. Yeah, so now you know your homework. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, but the next thing is, you know, mm -hmm. before you go is like the other great thing about going to um, art gallery openings, all that type of stuff is in New York, especially it's expected for you to meet people and to just talk to strangers. It's not a weird thing. It's maybe more weird to be at like a bar and do that. But to be at a party, an event, it's so much more expected because everyone mm. is gathering around a shared interest. And another thing is like, you could even say, do you know the artist? Make sure okay. you, the other thing is, that's another thing is meet the artist. The artist is probably going to be the first one that's there. So when you yeah. meet the artist, then you could go to each person and say, oh, did you meet um, Eduardo? Oh yeah, he's really cool. His art. So it's like it gives you also a connection to that. To that. But I'm telling mm. you, like, it is not an awkward thing to talk to people at events. It's it's it is expected. It's actually the opposite of awkward. It is awkward if you're alone at a at an event and you're just in the corner not talking to anybody. Like people <laughs> want you to. Which come Which is where I usually am. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but like people are people are definitely wondering like, wow, why isn't she talking to me? Like, oh, that 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 woman looks cool. Like, you know, and so it's something I just want you to go in with that headspace. Like, oh, like they want me mm -hmm. to talk to them. They're, they're hoping for it. That makes sense. I think I tend to psych myself out, but a lot of people in New York tend to be very outgoing and yeah. upfront about talking to strangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I said, that just get started small, small mm -hmm. little steps, but always go, you know, I would prefer, you know, I feel that so like the same, the thing I tell my clients all the time is like, I'm literally have the same brain as you. I have just as much social anxiety as you do. The only difference is I know how to take the steps to not feel anxious, right? Mm. So it's like if I went to a party at halfway through the party, I would feel anxious. I'd be like, everybody knows each other. I don't know. I'm the uncool one. Everyone looks so cool and fun and happy. I know nobody. That's how I mm. would feel too. If I went, if I was the first person at the party, then I wouldn't feel anxious because then I'd feel like the host of the party. So I just do things that I know are going to get, make me feel not anxious. Mm. Cool. Yes. Thank you so much again. Yeah. That's honestly very helpful just because I think once I'm in a conversation, it's, it's easier yeah. for me to continue, but I never yeah. know how to start. Yeah, totally. All right, cool. All right. Thank you so much. And anytime you want to come ask, don't feel like you, um, don't feel like you have used your Anthony coins, you know, for, my coupon. Yeah, exactly. Like you could come on anytime you want and ask a question here. Okay. Thank you again. All right. All right. Thank you so much. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Isn't she awesome? I love getting questions like that. It's so much, it's so fun to be able to answer like interesting questions because I could talk for hours about it. Um, I'm like specifically trying to simplify. Um, so. One second, y'all. See, I'm not used to dead air. It's like, oh, I have to, I have to keep talking. No dead air. Hold on one sec. Well, we have a mall in the waiting room. I did not see Amal sign up for this, but let's see what Amal has to say. Hello. Hello there. Um uh, all. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm gonna wait till the mall's ready. I asked them all to come in. Um, if anybody wants to come in for a dating story, let me know. I'll send you a Zoom link.
you know you know um dan's asked when is soulmate method going to be back so soulmate method is like uh this program that i released years ago and it is like a very heavy program it's three months long you take it live with me um it's weekly and it is specifically focused on how to meet a soulmate now you know, my my version of the word soulmate is a lot looser than what I think most people see it as. I see a soulmate as just somebody that you connect incredibly strongly with and you want to spend all your time with this person. Now, that could be a best friend. That could be somebody you date. You could have many soulmates in your life if you want. Um, and it is a it is like a fully fleshed out basically a system for how to meet the right people and bring them into your life. People that you're attracted to, people that you have insane chemistry with. Um, soulmate method will come back. It might come back in even a slightly different form. And I think I'm going to have it come out next year. Let's that. Twitter thing again. What Twitter thing again? I just want to check out some of the chat here. So Amund says a job application expert said the same. As he was introverted, he found it easier to mingle at parties when he was the first one there. People are stealing my stuff. Sarah says, this guy seems kind and gentle. Amal, hello. Amal. Hi, Amal. <laughs> Hi, who is this? Tell me about yourself. Amal? Hello, Amal. Speak to me. All right, you're getting kicked out. Well, I don't know what happened with Amal, but if anybody wants to jump in, let me know. I'm just gonna keep reading the, uh, the chat here. Yeah, so Gilana says that uh, they were at a party or event and felt like a host and was more confident, but those times haven't been intentional before. Yeah, it's like a lot of these things we've all done sometime in our life before, but like when you realize them and go, oh, wow, I could actually like do that more often, it it becomes a lot more powerful. La Wacha, what's up? Alexis says, I hope she gets a job soon. Yeah, me too. Oh, when somebody wrote the Zoom link on Twitter. Yeah, it might be. But I don't know how these people are finding it. It's like, 
because I didn't even post this one on YouTube, which is the weird thing. I only sent it to the people that signed up. Alpha M more like beta M. <laughs> no, he is. He'll never be a beta. Betas fucking unite. <laughs> Layla says, thanks for the advice. First time trying to bubble biz, but would recommend if you're in a populated city. Uh, Dan says, I've got so much stories, but I'm swamped with college homework. How will the mock work? Um, well, when we have people in the Zoom room, so nobody's in the Zoom room. People started out in the Zoom room, but people left. Any kind of dating stories. If you have a story that you think is fun, interesting, funny, Amund, you know, freaking let her rip, my dude. Artem, he truly wishes he was a beta. Um, Lotus, if you want to be on a mock date, let me know. Um, that's the whole point of being here. Um, you know, put it in the chat if anybody's interested in doing a mock date or asking a question or telling a dating story. And I'll bring you guys up. I'll send the Zoom link. But for now... Let's jump to the Reddit because I've been watching this Reddit over here, y'all. And I, I got a great post by Zealous Ideal Pizza uh, that posted some great images from red pillars and black pillars. So if People don't know like what red pill is. Honestly, I'm not even sure exactly what red pill is, but it just goes by the premise that um, they think they are learning the cold, harsh truth of life that women are just button pushing um, robots that just react to certain things. And here is a actually a chart. Um, Basically, perfect looks, game, and also like money. And they they reviewed Matthew Hussey's face. They gave him an eight. They said that his flaws are negative eyebrow tilt. See how it tilts negatively? That's horrible. Lower eyelid exposure. Do you see how his eyelids are lowerly exposed? <laughs> Wrinkles, folds. I don't see that. Receding hairline. Big no-no. And a hooked nose. Damn. If he has a hooked nose, then whatever I have going on, <laughs> I'm getting a two, baby. And then apparently this guy, Lloyd Nixon, I think he, they said he gets a six. Yeah, six. He has a ramus length jawline, sir. He has a trapezium face. I'm guessing it's a trapeze, wait, a trapezoid, trapo, trapezoid face. And a compact mid face, which is quite lovely. I don't have a compact mid-face. I have an extremely wide mid-face. Um, I have a lot of fucked up things about my face. 
Um, but I just want to go back to this amazing chart. So basically black pillars, just take what a red pillar is and then turn them on steroids. So they say that if you are, basically this stupid fucking chart is saying, if you have good social skills and you're good looking, then you're going to be like, you're gonna have better opportunities with women. I love how like red pill theory is based on such basic shit, but they make it out like it's like, you're learning the truth. The truth is that if you're good looking and you have good social skills, you're gonna have better opportunities. All right, let's see if anybody is interested in this stuff. Ty wants to do a mock date. Caitlin wants to do a mock date. People in the comments, this is my Reddit, but, um, Sturm Vogel said, if I, oh, let me bring it up. Sorry. I forgot to bring it up. Uh, if I remember well, Anthony once said something around the lines of it's not the ingredients that matter. It's the recipe. And that's true. So like, obviously good looks are helpful. Good social skills are helpful, but like you have never seen like some ugly dudes that are just like blowing people away with how attractive they are. And it's not just like game. Like I love how they just bring it to like game. If you say these things and you are calibrated and dominant, then game and looks like there's, it's so much more rich than that. Um, and that's what, again, once again, like it goes back to like all alt-right, like conservative theory. Everything they talk about, they think is like mind blowing, but it's just so basic and flawed and like, ugh. And here's the funny thing I was thinking about this week when it came to like uh, red pill people. Like literally all people talk about on red pill is how shallow women are. That's, that's like what they love talking about. But what I've found is like, I, I don't find any like non shallow red pill people. Like all red pill people talk about is shallow shit. All they care about is meeting somebody that meets the expectations of what society wants you to be with. That's all they talk about. They just go, I want to be with somebody that society deems as attractive for me so I can be validated. Like you couldn't get more fucking superficial than that. But, but they spend all their time complaining about it. And this is actually a really important thing I want to talk about, guys. And I've been talking about it in my YouTube videos too. If you play a certain game, you're going to only find those players 
too. You're not going to find, if you play baseball, you're not going to find football players on the field. <laughs> and if you play football, you're not going to find soccer players on the field. In other words, if you're playing the superficial game, you're going to only find superficial people. Well, if you play the game based in your values of what you're actually attracted to, actually have chemistry with, of people that you actually like. Here's the other thing about people that are into red pill and stuff is they don't even care who they're dating as long as society says that they're attractive. If you play the game where you go, I am only going, I, I believe I have taken into my value system that all people are like this, then you're only going to find people like that. If you take it into your value system that you believe people are like this, then you are going to find only people like that. I mean, I am an example of that. I never go into a room going, people are like this, and this is who I'm only going to meet. I always go into a room going, the people that I'm going to meet are going to be awesome. They're going to be so thoughtful, great people. They're going to be people that I'm very attracted to, the types of people I like. If I ever end up in a room where that's not true, I like leave quickly. I don't make any negotiations anymore. I used to when I was young. I used to go places that I didn't like to meet people that I didn't want to meet, all in hopes that I would be cool. That's it. Yeah, Ben Jumanji says, to me that the red pill has become an alt-right fascist pipeline. Yeah, it's sad. Um, it's, it's just based in anger. But again, like if I'm ever in a room where I feel there's people that I won't connect with, I just leave. Where when I was young, I would go to bars, parties, events, anything spend time with friends that were different than me, than my values, all for how cool I would be. How cool am I going to be perceived? I didn't care about being with somebody I was attractive to, attracted to. I cared about being with somebody that other people were attracted to. I wonder if anybody else relates to that. Have you ever in your life or are you currently living a life where you're focused on being with people that others are attracted to? And you might be deluded into thinking that you're attracted to them or you like these people. Take a second, second and consider it and go, am I actually attracted to these people? Am I actually, do I actually like these people? Or is it just what other people like? And that's the environment I'm in. And I'm just following their lead. Because I want to be accepted. Artem says, I've been told I'm a five or six by black pillars. Funny thing is that they all have different opinions on looks, but say their opinion is a scientific truth. Yes, yes. It's so funny. Like I've, I've been coaching for a very long time. And it was so, so interesting to me when I would coach people and I would bring them to a party or wherever and they would see somebody that they found very attractive. And I'd say, oh, okay, 
That wouldn't be somebody that I would see as attractive, but they would see it as very attractive. Then I would go out with another client and they would find somebody completely different that they find attractive. Everybody found everybody um, ever, like a different type of person attractive. And it was so interesting to me. I was like, wow, I really did think that there was like a super, super strong consensus about what people deem as attractive. And it's like, so not true. I couldn't believe it. What up, Candace? Yeah, Kat says, or dating people that your parents approve of, but you don't actually like them. Friday the 13th, why don't you just come on and tell me? Caddy says, I, I see so many people in eHarmony who have their bios that they're looking for a girl with a pretty face. It discourages me so much. Yeah, I mean, like, when you say you're looking for a girl with a pretty face, first of all, once again, so subjective. And again, I found it to be so true based on the people that I've coached. But number two, it's like, everybody wants someone with a pretty face. So what that likely means is I want somebody that other people believe have a pretty face, right? That's what that has to mean. Anyway. So this is such a funny thing. It's like, if you are smooth, oh, let me, sorry, let me go back onto the thing. If smooth at an eight, I wonder if you guys, can you guys see my mouse? I don't think you could see my mouse, which is weird. I want to fix that. But if smooth is an eight, if we're looking at the left graph, so if you're smooth, To, like if your if your social skills are an eight, even if you are a zero in looks, you will be accepted. If you're a ten in looks, you could have six or five social skills, and be accepted. Now black pillars, who are basically like psychopath red pillars. They just basically think anybody that's not good looking whatsoever by society standards is going to be rejected, no matter how charming you are. <laughs> See, the other thing that they don't take into account here, which is so funny, like, again, so shallow, they're not taking into account, um, like, um, like like-minded interests, chemistry. It's game, your game. Because women respond to these things. They respond to these things. No, they don't. Women, people, they respond to everything fucking differently. Everybody responds to three things. Similarly, your presence, your purpose, and your health. Those are the only things that you could live by and say, everybody values my presence, my purpose, and my health. That's, that's that. 
Yeah, Artem, I've heard a lot of people say like Zendaya, Zen, I keep calling her Zendaya because that's before I heard her name, that's how I called it. Zendaya is a five or something like that. Like they're psychopaths, first of all. Okay. Anyway, let's get to the next thing. Oh yeah, I asked everybody, what's your negative feedback for any of my content? I thought that was really an interesting question because I love getting feedback and, say, and and just like listening and letting it marinate and saying, how could I improve? How could I, how could I make things better? What could I change? What could I include, like bring back? Like for instance, if anybody's ever seen my series, Classic Charm, um, I'm just gonna pull up one video right now, just, you know. Oops. This series I had called Classic Charm uh, it basically, I haven't done it in like over a year. The last one I did was on Emma Chamberlain. And, um, excuse me. Basically, I would find a well-known person and then break them down. Like I would literally spend at least, at least like 10 hours in summation, not 10 hours, just 10 hours. Like, you know, this could be over the course of like two days or whatever, where I'm just sitting and watching videos of that person, studying them, obsessing over them and trying to figure out what sets this person apart that makes them compelling, attractive, charming. And I would write up a video essay and then I would film the video essay and then, you know, make it into stuff. So like for instance, I had a Harry Styles one. When it comes to personality, Harry Styles should be studied by all the quieter men out there. He's the perfect example of being able to do a lot while saying little. Every girl on earth is in love with him. <laughs> But why? Is it just Every his man good her. looks? Or is there something more to this perfectly kind of tasseled celebrity that makes the ladies go gaga? Find out today in this episode of Classic Charm. When I was in my 20s, I was obsessed so anyway. with what was intellectual. He's not trying to be the most entertaining person in the room, but yet whenever you watch him, he just emanates confidence, coolness, and love. So what is it that without really saying much? I remember telling my girlfriend, you know, the the problem with classic charms is that me doing them, I I would I would be emotionally drained after a week of making the video. And also like I was obsessed with one person for an entire week straight and it was just emotionally draining. And then the funny thing is is after I would upload after the work was over, it would almost feel like I missed the person because I, I studied them to the point where I like felt like I was their relative, their best friend. And then to just be like, all right, moving on to the next, it felt like very weird. Like I, I literally would miss the person that I would study. Um, and it was very just an emotionally draining um, show for me to make. And that's why I stopped doing it. But um, 
it's been a it's been like over a year so it's about time for me to bring the show back i kind of miss it i miss the deep analysis um obviously i love doing reaction videos they're fun but it's harder for me to get in depth on you know higher level social skills confidence happiness all that type of stuff and so um i just have a feeling like you know a compulsion to get back into it and i'd like to hopefully you know the dream is is for me to make classic charms like once a week or maybe twice uh twice a month and put those out as um as like a regular series on my channel um the problem is is they take so much work and i don't know what the type of response is going to come from that i mean uh i could i could work you know so 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 long on a video and it, if it doesn't get enough views to pay the bills and literally like this is now a business for me so like um you know before i was doing youtube i was just coaching that's all i was doing i was just coaching people and you know now that i am focused more on youtube it's like i need to know what people are going to want to watch and so spending that time spending that much time working on a video um, and obsessing over it and making it as good as possible i'm not sure how it's going to do after all of that investment um whereas for a reaction video you know they're much less time investment and commitment and um, if one any one video doesn't work out that's totally fine um, but yeah i really want to get back into it so um, if anybody has any suggestions for what i should do in classic charm the next classic charm i think i made a post for it yeah and there's 21 um and so leonardo dicaprio was a good one i'm thinking of doing leonardo dicaprio i'm actually going to make a reaction video to craig ferguson this week um i said i was gonna do liza koshi but then i it's been so long i kind of lost my excitement for that asap rocky would be amazing john mayer would be amazing i mean Mark Ruffalo's great. Marlon Brando would be great. I'd love to do the classic people. Just not sure if, um, not sure if anybody cares. Emma Watson. I actually don't like Emma Watson, so <laughs> I won't do one on her. But I love Jennifer Lawrence, and so I might do one on Jennifer Lawrence. Kate McKinnon's amazing. See, I'd love to do a video on all these people, really. Yeah, Daniela says movies have really messed up the way a lot of people view relationships and attractiveness. And it's really funny um, because this has been happening since the beginning. I mean, people have been writing about the romantic kind of idea for, for so many years. Um, and so it's so, so, so embedded into our culture that it's very, very hard to detach from a man made way of living basically um kind of getting helplessly in love with somebody getting very needy for them that's all taught to us you know how could i live without you all that i can't live with or without you all movies you know 
are all about these like obsessed obsessed loves um, i'm actually going to release very soon um the jim and pam from the office reaction video and you know talking about how like jim waited for so long to be with pam and how that's actually a very unhealthy thing to do and the only reason why it's beautiful to watch on the office is because we're watching the one out of a million chance that it actually would work out in jim's favor but that's a very, very highly unlikely thing. And then it's just so emotionally unhealthy to just obsess over somebody and cut out everyone else in your life. And even if you do date somebody, you kind of just see them as a side thing until you know your main person comes to you. What's up, Aldis? Candace wants Lily Reinhardt. Uh, Candace, actually what I'm going to do and thank you for that Patreon. I, I do have a Patreon going. Um, but what I'm actually going to do is of when betas um, starts growing, I'll be able to offer memberships for betas. So uh, people could support everything I do. But, you know, mainly through this podcast, this live stream. You know, this, this live stream is really important to me because it gives me an opportunity to connect with you guys. You know, the fact that you guys are here typing in the chat, talking to me right now, talking to each other right now is huge to me. And to be able to bring together a community of people that are actually interested in healthy socializing and relationships in a way that's not fucking weird as shit is super, super important to build a community like this. And so the fact that you guys have each other here to connect with, you know, you guys could go on the Reddit. Um, by the way, if you look at the link in the description of this video, it's a link to the Reddit. And I want you guys to keep posting on the Reddit. Dan's Coma posted something saying, presence is intense. If, if, um, people aren't aware, I have an audiobook called iconic. I'm actually going to restructure it, make it a little, you know, update it. But, um, he says, I just practiced presence from your audiobook. It felt amazing. I felt amazing. It was like I was experiencing a whole new world and I felt high as hell. I couldn't stop from smiling. I'm addicted to it. Thank you so much. Just wanted to say, that I look up to you so much. Oh, thank you so much, Dance. And you have quickly become one of my heroes. Oh, that makes me feel so good. Um, presence really is intense. Uh, it's it's so, so important and we neglect it um, or ignore it so much of our lives because we've been told to be in our heads all the time. But even introverts are able to be present. Um, Dan's also said, uh, made this poll. What should Anthony do next on his podcast? Mock date with one of the viewers himself, Q and a with his girlfriend. Tell us his worst date ever. We got an overwhelming response with Q and a with his girlfriend to which my girlfriend was very excited to see. So again, guys use this Reddit, use this as a, as a place to connect with others that are interested in this topic, in this way. Oh yeah, the problem with um, 
the iconic audiobook is I put it as a podcast so it could be free. Uh, but sometimes, you know, like they list the episodes backwards. And so people sometimes listen to the podcast, I mean, the audiobook backwards. Anyway. So that for me at the moment, I mean, we could look at more TikToks and videos, but at the moment, that's it for me right now, y'all. Um, if anybody wants to come up and do a mock date, ask me another question or tell me a dating story, I'd be happy to have you on. Let me know. I'll send you a link. If not, I'll start to close up for the night. But meanwhile, let's look at some fun stuff. What interview are you talking about, Alan? Uh, Gilana, the Discord is still going on. There's still people chatting in it at this moment, actually. Yeah, I'm glad everyone's here on the stream. By the way, today's stream is probably the, in terms of viewership, the best so far. It's it's hovering around 29 and 31, like the whole time, which is cool. Holy shit, really cool. Yeah, my girl, my girlfriend is obsessed with how I met your mother. Um, Barney actually is really, really would be really, really, really bad with women in real life. Um, so he's like a super bad example for seeing, you know, what charm looks like. But um, Manny, the mock date works by two people coming in the Zoom and going on a mock date with each other. Um, but the thing is, is everybody that was in the Zoom already left. So we don't have no mock date for tonight. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna keep sending out, and actually I'm gonna post it right now. Again, here's a form I'm posting in the chat. Right here, use this form to sign up Use this form to sign up for either a mock date, which is where you go on a Zoom date with somebody on the show live while I coach you through it. And the value from that is you can get an experience of practicing going on a date and me helping you, you know, with some pointers throughout on conversation and everything. Um, ask me a question, obviously, that's uh, obvious. And then, um, telling a dating story, you know, any dating story that you think is funny, interesting, weird, whatever. Um, I'm going to start adding themes to the dating stories to make it more interesting and probably, you know, get you guys to be able to think of good stories. Um, and I'll send this, I'll send this email out every week to see who wants to come on 
uh, each week or each episode. Um, but for now, we had a little list and we'll grow the list each week. Mayra says, I was watching another dating coach and I was like, nah, Anthony's the best. That's right. Anthony, have you seen Beta Mail by BuzzFeed on YouTube? It's depressing. Let's check it out. Four years ago. Oh, no fucking way. There's no fucking get way. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get Why don't you check again? Because I called 30 minutes ago and someone said that. I, as I said, there are four names on this list. Can I see the list? Um, no, excuse me. Sorry. We can Sorry. just walk around and see some. Yo, it truly is beta for a restaurant to fuck up reservations. Man, he must feel so beta that the restaurant fucked up the reservations, guys. So true. So true. What's around? We're not going to. We're not going to walk anywhere. Sorry about the whole restaurant thing. Oh, no, I'm just was... telling you, by the way, if if he was an alpha, he would have literally just like strangled the hostess and forced her to give them a, a table. That's the only reasonable uh, way to get the table when they say we don't have a table for you. Fine, it was okay. fine, it worked out. Yeah. Thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming. All right, bye. Bye, yeah, I'll see you again soon. Sure, yeah. Okay, great. Bye. All right. Bye. So he went on a date, okay. And did they have a connection? Or is he just freaking out because the restaurant didn't have reservations? Just wanted to call and see if you got my text from the other week. Um, no. Hit me up, send me a message on Facebook or something. I'm around. I have my phone on me. Pretty nice, right? Yeah. yeah, man. I think she's like the interesting thing is, is like we didn't. I didn't see the interaction. Did they chat? Did they have a good time? Did 
What did he like about her? Like, dude, come the. I'm gonna text her. Don't fucking punch I'm me in the text face, her, dude. dude. Give me my phone. Give me my Girl, fucking phone. More alpha. <laughs> Candace, yeah, <laughs> he just needs some toxic masculinity pumped into him. Let's get the let's get the syringe, baby. <laughs> oh my God, there she is with another dude. Is that the wait? Is that the <laughs> wait? Is that an alpha man? <laughs> Yo, I just need patches on my uh, tweed jacket and have some uh, 1950s glasses, and I shall be ba alpha. I just want to see him come out again. <laughs> Daniela says, I'm wondering. <laughs> Daniela says, I'm wondering if it's his crazy psycho behavior and not him being a beta that's the real problem. <laughs> Look like a serial killer. Fred? We'll let you know. Fred? We'll let you know. Fred? We'll let you know. Only betas. Actually, are can not you start on Monday? Just okay. What Should a good beta now. move. He didn't know how to turn on a printer. <laughs> what a beta Sorry. move. <laughs> he almost ran into her. An alpha wouldn't have ran into her. An alpha would have just ran into her vajish. Check this out, bitch. Nice, right? Dude, stop. Please, Yo, by the way, like going back to going back to talking about what, what I was saying is like people sp are spending their time with people that they don't like in hopes to be cool. Like that roommate or friend or whoever is like bullying the shit out of him. He just keeps living with Let's just like fucking move out. I just literally leave or tell him to leave. Just be like, I don't want you here anymore. I held the lease, leave. Or if he has the lease, saying, I'm leaving. That's it. I just don't want to be with a bad person. I wouldn't even try to like negotiate with him and be like, can you stop? But no, you're just a bad person. I don't want to be around you. Simple shit.
Wait, what the fuck's going on? <laughs> wait, wait, does he not even say anything? <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. Oh, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> Let me bring the video back. It's a really good scene. Hey. Hey, what's up? Um... Who's that for? <laughs> he doesn't say anything. Say something, dude. Uh, <laughs> like, what if what if he was like, Rachel, listen, I know you've been talking about how much you want this rose gold watch, and you've been such a great coworker for so long. I mean, like, I just really appreciate you in my life and, you know, you being an awesome person. And I wanted to give you this. She'd probably be like, wow, oh my God, thank you so much. But he just goes, hey, um. <laughs> oh, um, sorry, I, I can't. I, uh, what do you think? Fuck, man. Excuse me. So Fred, there's a few things Wait, that I really need to Wait, the friend zone is real? I've been hearing about inappropriate behavior. He's friends with some real alphas. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Alphas. See, an alpha would just smash his face with the bottle. An alpha would just murder him. literally made for children because it's like this man spoke to no women he literally spoke to nobody he just like bought an expensive gift for somebody he's never spoken to and didn't have a dinner reservation work out and then now he wants to like uh go on a fucking murder spree <laughs> It's really true, everybody. I have to say, men are really, they're just really oppressed. And like, can't you buy a fucking rose gold fucking watch for a woman and just bang her? Why can't I just buy a fucking rose gold watch for a woman and bang her? Ugh, I wish it was like it was a long time ago. The good old days when guys could just buy a rose gold watch for a woman and just fucking plow. Those were the <laughs> Yeah, the game is rigged. Can't plow from a rock and rolls gold watch. What can you do? 
That was a good shot, by the way. I mean, here's the funny thing. That's really how it works. That's the sad part about it, y'all. It really works like that. Guys don't talk to women. They don't make friends with women. They don't have interactions with women. And then they complain on the internet. They find other people who wanna complain with them on the internet. And then they just hate women. That's all it is. There's really nothing else that has anything to do with it. What are we talking about in the in the chat here? Wait, I'm gone? Wow. Okay, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, y'all. Okay, good. That's good. So BuzzFeed does not like me trolling them. Damn it, that video was really fun, too. Um, but basically what I was saying is like, that is really how it works, y'all. 
Like guys don't make friends with women. They don't get to know women. They don't really know much about women at all. And the little tiny, tiny experience they have with women where it doesn't also, where it also doesn't work out well, they fucking flip their shit, go on the internet, find other guys that feel the same way. And then they just, oh, and, and then here's the other thing. They come up with this like psychopath philosophy for why women don't like them. Maybe you just are not likable. Maybe it doesn't have to do with all of the things that you came up with. Um, Manny, what happened in the end is, um, he like bombed the whole city. I don't know. No, he just went on the internet and, um, said the game is rigged. Uh, you're going to have to go on Buzzfeed and watch. That's basically what Buzzfeed wants you to do. Wow. Can you, can you believe that, that they'll literally kill my stream? Cause I watched something that. Like, it's literally BuzzFeed, dude. It's not like I'm watching a Scorsese movie on here. But anyway, that's that. I'm so happy. I'm, like, so, so thankful that you guys are here. Once again, like, this is where I want to build a community. This is where I want to get to know you guys. Um, this is where I want you guys to connect with each other. Uh, I mean, perhaps the... Perhaps the, um, what am I talking about? The Discord will be another place. But I think right now, just use the Reddit. I think that's a good place to connect with each other, contact each other. Um, click the link in the description to get on that Reddit. Post anything you guys want. Um, yeah, I hope everyone had fun tonight. And uh, I hope more people want to come and ask questions. It was really great for Layla to come on. I love talking about that stuff. Um, and I love talking to you guys. So. Yeah. That's the truth, Candace. It's like, nice guys are not really nice guys. What up, George? All right, guys, so I think that's about it. We had a nice two-hour episode today. I had fun. Thursday, I'm gonna bring on that TikToker. If you're just here now, um, let me show you who I'm talking about. Here we go. I'm going to bring on this TikToker, Bill Batit, with this. I mean, I love, I just love this video. You got to see which one was more accurate, the male or female gaze in the comment section of this video. Because everyone was writing which version of me, whether it was the one on the left or the right, did better with women and what were some of the assumptions they made. Now, when men were summarizing me on the right, they were saying he looks like an alpha male. He knows how to control the room. He looks like he has his life together. And the guy on the left looks like a beta male and doesn't really get any girls. And that's actually what the guy on the right wanted you to think about him. But that was actually my least successful version of myself with attracting women and where the women were like the guy on the right looks like he mansplains we'll talk about 4x and all these other things i was actually like that and so they were really accurate
got to see which one was more accurate, the male or female gaze yeah, so in the comment section of this Thursday. video. Because everyone... And uh, I'm going ha to have some more guests on. I'm going to try to have... The goal would be to have a new guest on every week. I want to have some couples on, some friends on. Hey. All right. So... Yeah, nice guys, but not nice guys. I mean, there's a ton of nice guys, but nice, nice guys, they're the ultimate, like they're the ones that are the true superficial people. Again, we talked about it. But anyway, this guy, Bill Batiste, is going to be coming on on Thursday chatting with me. Uh, yeah, talks about Forex. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that, everybody. Thanks for coming. And I will see you on Thursday, 6 p.m. PST, 9 p.m. EST. We're going to have Bill Petit on. We're going to have some fun. That is when I'm going to go over the... I think I might go over the Gus Johnson controversy. Um, yeah. Y yeah. I'm going to have Chris Chan on next Tuesday. Um, if anybody knows who Chris Chan is. And uh, that's it. Yeah, I, I want to do a mock date every episode, Manny. But uh, nobody showed up in the Zoom to do it, even though people, some people signed up. Yeah, Chris Hopful. Uh, yeah. So if people jump in the Zoom, and I am sending an email out to... And look in your newsletters, look in your junk mail to find that uh, Zoom link. I sent it to everybody that signed up. Also, the form is in the pinned chat right now. Actually, let me look to see if anybody has signed up since. Yeah, we've had a couple more people sign up. And uh, yeah, so that's what we'll do on Thursday. And hopefully every episode, once again, I have a mock date. We have a dating story. We have a Q&A and we have a guest. That would be great. Everybody, let's, before we go, do a quick prayer to our Alpha of the Week, Aaron Marino, also known as Alpha M. Pray with me. Lord Alpha, please teach me the ways to manspread and not sit so feminine because that is what will get me to be the hottest person in the world. Thank you, Lord. Great, great. And I see some praying in the chat. Very good. It's very great that we pray to our Alpha of the week, every week, our new Alpha. So uh, thank you to... Aaron Marino. He's just so fucking cool. And uh, thank you to you guys. And Sydney's over there going, doing some prayers. And so is Layla, Gilana. Oh, it's all great. All right, everybody. I shall see you on Thursday. 